Good morning. It's Saturday. I'm in the office. You know what that means. The Saturday Morning Hustle Podcast. Everyone's talking about famous, successful people doing very controversial things in the public eye right now. There are, of course, a lot of lessons for us to learn from them without making those same mistakes. The overall theme of people like Elon, Kanye, FTX, SNL, Congress, and the rest is that most things are not what they seem to us on the outside looking in. That's good and bad. We do not have all the information. We do not understand what the mission is. We do not understand what the objectives are. We don't understand what they're going and what they have in order to do that. We just don't have enough information. So remember, social media is not real. People only share you, share the pretty parts with you. You're on social media, on the internet. People talk about their success on what worked, not what didn't. And instead, you have to remember, there's no overnight success. Hard things require hard work. Best laid plans still may not win, could lose. Billionaires get it wrong. We all do. And haters are going to hate. People are going to talk trash whether you're doing the right thing or not. So stop comparing your path to success with other people's rises and falls. Focus on you, work on what you can, control what you can, work at your own pace, and stop trying to look at other people's success and use it as a reason for you to not achieve your success on your terms. Let's talk about it on the podcast today. It's Saturday. We're in the office. This is the Saturday Morning Hustle Podcast. For anyone willing to come in early, stay late, and even work on the weekend to earn that success that they're looking for. That's the key point here. Earn it and creating sustainable success. That's why all the stuff you're seeing right now, all these very famous people who seem to be successful, seem to be having great success, making lots of money, being in positions of of power and opportunity, it's not always sustainable. Some of them are going to win. Some of them are going to lose. We're going to have discussions and examples of both of those today. So right off the top, everyone's talking about Twitter, right? Elon Musk talking about what he's doing at Twitter. People agree. People disagree. Whatever you do or don't. I love the idea of the platform of Twitter. I think the execution of Twitter has been terrible for quite a long time. So I've been excited about Elon taking over. Some people are excited. Some people are not. I I don't want to have that debate today. The debate I do want to have, not even the debate, the conversation I want to have is about the fact that everyone has an opinion on what Elon should do. He should have bought Twitter or not, what he should do when he got there. Now, the first thing he did was announce they were going to lay off 75% of the work staff. I can tell you this, Twitter has never turned a profit, never. So that's point number one. I've for years tweeted at Jack on Twitter about all the dumb things they did and how I could help them do better. Of course, I was trying to pitch myself in some sort of opportunistic way, but I did have ideas that I thought they could have utilized to make Twitter better that they never came to fruition. And again, I don't know what they're working on internally. I don't know if they tested it. I don't know if they tried that and it failed previously, but I had ideas. No, I'm not Elon Musk. I didn't have billions of dollars to buy the company. Now, the thing about Elon is he did have billions of dollars because SpaceX was so so profitable. No matter what you think of Elon, here's the one thing you do have to understand, the man is an absolute genius when it comes to certain things, when it comes to mathematics, when it comes to aeronautics, when it comes to robot, to 
whatever the, the science of rocketry is, he has that down. Now, I'm not a big fan of rockets. I don't care much about NASA and space launches and all the rest of that stuff. It's just not my thing. I'm not even really much into airplanes. But I could tell you when the SpaceX rockets, the two rockets went up together, orbited the Earth, and then came back down perfectly in parallel and landed back on the platform like they'd never left, like it was was reversing the tape in a science fiction movie and landed in perfect sync. I don't know how they did that. But I know the math involved to figure out how to make that happen is insane. The, the computation, the thought process, the, the, the tabulation, everything that goes into figuring out how he makes those rockets work is like wizardry to me because I don't know how to do it, but I understand it's at a higher level than I can experience it. I'm glad they're working on it and I'm not. So... Elon is a genius in that way. He's had other successes too. He's had great success in business and in technology in the past. It's obvious he's brilliant. He obviously also is obviously a different kind of character. I know he has some personality traits and some things of that nature that kind of limit his social skills. None of that matters. What people need to understand, what we need to realize for this conversation is that we don't know what's happening behind closed doors. He probably didn't even know what was happening closed behind doors before he bought the company. It was a whole deal with, he thought he was going to have to sue them to get the real information from them. Point being, the reason that they're cutting 75% of their staff isn't because Elon hates people. It's because it's very obvious that they are paying too many people to do too few things that don't return an ROI, return on investment. It's a huge thing in business and there's tons of reasons to not do things that don't return ROI, return on investment, especially companies that don't make profit or aren't profitable. You can lose, you can miss the ROI when you're building a company once a startup because you're trying to establish audi- audience and, and work through the process of developing the product. Twitter's been around long enough. They should not be losing money. I can tell you from a marketing side of things because it's my job, they spend way too much money on paid marketing. It's a, it's a word of mouth platform Word of mouth marketing on and off the platform should be utilized for them so much better than it is. And I think they've done a really poor job of that. But if Twil- if T- Elon can run Twitter at 25% of capacity, that's how you become profitable nearly overnight. And so why is he want to come in and lay people off now? Because he's a jerk, because that makes too much sense to cut things down. It's it's a call in, in response. It's it's um, pushing your team to find out who your best players are and then letting everyone else go, sticking with your best players, and then adding back other players that can be more trustworthy on the backside of it. So whatever Elon's up to, whatever he's up against, we just don't know because we're on the outside. We're only getting a portion of the conversation. As much as I like to tell you, I have ideas to help him, help Jack, any of these Twitter folks. I only know so much. So we only know so much. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge by those 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 little bits of information that we have. There's not enough ROI happening now because they're not being profitable. So something has to change and major changes have to be made. And that's what he's doing now. Also, there's a lot of feedback, a lot of negative feedback, a lot of pushback about people saying that Elon was going to tell them that we had a couple of weeks to hit some deadlines and wanted to crunch down, wanted everyone to hustle. It was going to be a real grind. And everyone complained about it. Everyone got really sad about this. Like, wait a minute, this is just inhumane. No, if he said I was going to triple your workload for the rest of your life, that would be inhumane. 
take challenging the team to take two weeks, step up in this time of transition. There are big changes. There are things that are going that they're going through. That's not normal business as usual. They had to see this coming. They all knew that the the change was happening. So no one should have said they didn't expect this. But coming back to the office, not working remote, to double down, triple down for a small period of time. And it's not about what they accomplished. It's looking for people with attitudes, looking people or team players, looking for the people who actually fix problems instead of just push code around and collect paychecks. I get what he's doing from a managerial side of things. actually kind of appreciate it. And people are saying, you know, you're going to burn these people out. You're going to work them too hard. That, that, that the idea of being hardcore or being a hustler is not conducive to business. And in general, that's true. But hustle, and the Saturday morning hustle specifically, hustle is not about a quota. It's about a mentality. It's, it's about an attitude. Hustle is doing what it takes when it's necessary in order to get the thing that you're trying to achieve. That's all it is. If you can get it done Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, and you love your life, that's your hustle. Get on it. If you want more, you got to come in on Saturday. You got to stay late on Wednesday. You got to get up early on Sunday. You have to do extra. That extra could be 10 minutes worth of work a day. It doesn't have to be two hours. It doesn't have to be 10 hours. It doesn't have to be bone-breaking, mind-bending hustle and grind. You don't have to go out and pour cement every damn day to build your tech startup. But you do have to do more. You do have to be willing. and You do have to be able to go above and beyond if you're a hustler if you're a grinder, if you're an entrepreneur, if you want to own something, if you want to be that next big thing, you do have to put more extra different and additional work in. That's hustle. That's what Elon was asking them for, to do for a short period of time. The people who have the attitude of doing it, even if they failed at the actual execution, they're willing to step up and take that challenge on. They can be taught how to execute if they have the attitude of execution excellence and the willingness to do it when it's necessary. Now, again, it's not something that you have to do all day, every day. You can't grind out eight hours a week all the damn time. Trust me, I've tried it. It will burn you out. The biggest, greatest hustler, baller, work ethic monster in the world, right? Kobe, Jordan, any of those guys. Tiger, anyone you want to talk about has the greatest work ethic in the world. They had to take days off. They had to take breaks. Their body broke down. Their mental broke down. It's good to take breaks. It recharges you back up. It actually makes you more productive when you come back off the break. All of that good stuff. That's hustle. That's hustle culture. It's not the number of hours. It's not a quota of how many hours you put in. It's the quality of hours and your willingness to do more than others who settle for less. That's the key. And that is what Elon is trying to get to. Quickly on Twitter, we'll move on to a few other things. Elon is also in the attitude of kind of a startup mode, really break quick, fix it and move on. Uh, in startup mode, you just, you throw stuff out there, you break it, you see if anyone likes it, you'd see, you iterate on the fly. He's doing that. Typically, you don't get to see that happen publicly. Typically, large billion dollar corporations hide that R&D process from you. He's doing it publicly. Why? Because the more open and transparent it is, the more input and feedback he's getting from us, the users, the audience, the potential people who are going to say, I'll pay $8 a month for that. The more of that he can get, the quicker as possible, the quicker he gets into that profit mode. Once he gets into profit mode, then they can supercharge the process on the backside and put whatever they want in as opposed to what they need in order to make customers happy. So he is 
breaking it quick, fixing it and moving on. He's taking his public losses. He understands people are mocking him. He understands people think he is not a very smart guy. He is. He's brilliant. We've already talked about that. He doesn't care if you mock him on Twitter. In fact, the whole point of Twitter existing is that you can mock famous people. He appreciates that. He's got a good sense of humor about it because haters are going to hate. Haters are going to hate. And Elon doesn't care. Number one, he's a billionaire, so he doesn't need to care. He dates rock stars, and uh, he's pretty much into what he's into. He, He has access to anything he wants in the world. He does not care about the haters. None of us are billionaires listening to this podcast. If you are a billionaire, hit me up. Let's do some work together. If you're not a billionaire, you'd like to be one day, you're listening to this podcast, you still got to put effort in. You still have to find ways to block out the haters. Haters are going to hate. Don't worry about public losses. Worry about your wins and your losses. And remember, it's not a failure if you don't stop. So you'll have wins and losses. You have more L's than W's. You will have more no's than yeses. It's just how it goes. As long as you're learning your lessons from every loss, then you're moving forward in the right direction. If you're building upon, if you're systemizing, etc., then you have the potential to be successful. Speaking of systemization or lack of systems, you guys have heard about FTX crypto, right? Again, not going to go deep into this. I don't know all the details. I'm not a crypto guy. I'm not really into this, but FTX was one of the biggest players. Uh, the head guy in charge, Sam Bankman Freed, Freed, what it looks like, could be fraud. Basically, he built a Ponzi scheme. He built the biggest FTX uh, cryptocurrency business off a Ponzi scheme, moving things around, really just doing dumb things with other people's money, very illegal things. He's going to jail. He's in a bunch of troubles. Uh, this has been described as one of the auditors as the biggest fail of corporate cultures ever, corporate controls ever seen. Biggest failure of corporate controls ever seen. If this was intentional, it's fraud, it's criminal, he should go to jail, etc. If they just didn't know what they were doing, they started making too much money and they let it go randomly, it's still their responsibility. They're in trouble and I don't feel sorry for them. But what I want you to learn though is as things start to work, you're not supposed to sit back and go, well, it works, leave it alone. You're, no, you're supposed to double, triple down on those systems, on controls, on processes, on rules, on documentation, not only so that you could keep control over it, but two, so you can replicate it, that you can, that you can sustain from it. And then when, if something changes, you'll understand how to make your changes because of the documentation that comes along with it, the controls and systems you put in place. When things go sideways, you can stop the downward slide because you have systems in place. You have ways to stop bad things from happening, promote good things from happening, double down on the best things, etc. Systemization, processes, business process management, strategy, all of this stuff is essential to running a good business. It's very essential to run a business that's struggling because you can't afford to make mistakes. You need to be streamline those mistakes down to the smallest least impactful while learning the lessons. If you're running a great business, you need to be able to put that those profits and those high incomes into something beneficial. And for those of you who are not running a business at all, but trying to come back to the main theme of the conversation today, just because a company is making money, just because money is coming in the front door, doesn't mean they're being profitable with it. And it doesn't mean that profit is sustainable. It doesn't mean they're a great company because they're making money. Think about that. It may be easy to say, if, you make, if you're making millions of dollars, you're a great company. FTX was a fraud. They were making a ton of money in 
bring it in, but they couldn't do anything with it because they didn't create anything of value because they weren't building sustainable systems because they weren't building deep relationships with customers. They were taking money, doing transactions, putting money in different bank accounts, hiding it from each other, doing all of these things that you know not to do because they didn't know how to properly run a business because they didn't want to do things properly and pay other people what they were worth and be valuable and protect and to do things the right way. They wanted to make as much money as they could as fast as they could and get out. That's not sustainable. That's not good business. It could become unethical. It could become fraudulent. It can become criminal. Understand what you're doing. When you take money from people, whatever, small business, big business, as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, as a self-brand, as an influencer, as an artist, a musician, when you take money from people, there's an expectation. Make sure you can fulfill that expectation. And then understand, document, systemize the process so that you can take money from them again, continue to give them the value, but it costs you less to do it. It's easier for you to do it. It's more rapid for you to do it. Uh, every time you make money, every time you make a sale, every time you transact, just make sure that you are creating the documentation that provides the value for the customer. You have to continue to provide something of value. If you don't provide something of value, you're now losing the equation and you ultimately lose the business. This is what's happening to the Sam guy at FTX. It was a $32 billion pile of work worthless crypto tokens. $32 billion. The world said he was one of the best crypto managers. The world said he was one of the best entrepreneurs. The world said he was one of the most generous entrepreneurs because he was donating his money all over the planet. Good, except it wasn't really his money. Bad. Learn those lessons from FTX. Sam and the crypto cronies. Don't get into the uh, stuff if you don't understand it. I don't know anything about crypto. Do not take any advice from me outside of don't get into it if you don't understand it completely. Talk to some experts who you know that you trust, not people you find online before you do any of those things. But if your business isn't systemizing, if you aren't creating sustainability, if you aren't trying to find ways to replicate the value presentation, the value proposition, what you're doing for your customer client, what you're giving them in exchange for their money, if that's not your whole focus in life, your focus is in shadow games and moving bank accounts and telling someone A, but you really mean B, and letting someone else pick up the slack and hoping to deceive or trick or move them around or get them to just accept your less than valuable offer. Those are bad business decisions, bad thought processes, bad ethics. They will come back to bite you. They will take your business down. This guy had $32 billion and he was taken down. He's going to jail. So keep your ethics, keep your systems, be more human than business person. And the potential to work out goes way up. Other two other humans who've done some really dumb things this week. We're briefly, cause I don't want to get too deep into these controversies. Kanye and Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, Kanye West, you know, you know what they said, you know what they did. I'm not going to defend anything. They said, I can tell you this. I like Kanye's music. I think he's a great producer. He says some crazy stuff sometimes. This is one of the worst things that he's done. He's another billionaire who has harmed his business with his personal conversations, his personal, I don't even know how to describe what he said, outburst, if you will. His personal opinions has harmed a billion-dollar brand. Now, Kyrie Irving is an NBA basketball player, controversial through the, the COVID year, and then um, now controversy again, same thing that Kanye did being anti-Semitic. Uh, I don't 
they don't necessarily care for, for Kyrie. I'm not a fan of his game or his attitude in, in life. Both of them need more people around them who will tell them no. That's the lesson here. I don't want to get into the details of Kanye and Kyrie. I like one. I don't like the other one. Neither one of them have enough strong-willed people around them to tell them no, tell them not to do things. And then when they do things to tell them immediately, this is why this is bad. You have to turn right around and and fix this, apologize for this, go all in. This is what you did. No one will tell these people this. The people who are telling them this, they feel they take it as an attack because they're not people they trust. They need more people in their circle they trust who are not yes men, yes women, and yes Kanye, and yes Kyrie, and everything you do is great, and as long as you keep making money, and I'll be fine. They need people who will tell them the hard truth. And you need people in your life who will tell you the hard truth too. Tell you when something's a good idea, when something's a bad idea, when you should do more, something less, something, etc. Honest opinions, and don't beat these people up and abuse them when they give you honest opinions, because they'll keep you out of being Kanye and losing billion dollar deals. Following up on Kanye and Kyrie, those Dave Chappelle went on SNL. He talked a little trash about both of them on SNL. D- Dave is one of the funniest comedians on the planet. You can't deny that. Again, I don't care if you like or dislike Dave Chappelle. I don't care if you disliked him being on Saturday Night Live. I don't care if you like or dislike Saturday Night Live. Dave Chappelle is who he is. He keeps himself authentic. He says what he says, means what he says, does what he says is willing to take on challenges and also willing to challenge sort of both sides of the conversation. And so I like that Dave is willing to take the slings and arrows in order to have an opinion, be controversial, but not in a way that is a, is a trite sellout, but more in a way of how he would talk to you if you were in a room with him, if maybe he was your friend or someone you were having a conversation with over a beer. That's what I like about, about, Dave Chappelle and the fact that he's willing to step up and step into these hard conversations. I appreciate that he's willing to do so. And uh, personally, I think he's one of the more interesting people doing it. You can also get into politics and college football if you really wanted to, but it's a big month of politics. I think we're all happy that most of it's gone. Only a couple of runoffs around the country. Lessons learned all over the place, but it's at the end of the day, authenticity, communication, keep it real with people. I'm not going to tell any politicians how to run their business. I'm not in the politics game. I don't want to discuss politics with anyone, but the more real you can be, the more authentic, the more that you can listen a little, listen a lot, speak a little, listen a lot as a, as a leader of any sort that's good for you. So uh, the one thing, the one lesson about politics is everyone kept telling us what would happen. All these people on the outside would tell us what happened. Then what happened happened. And a lot of those people who told us what was going to happen were wrong. Their projections were wrong. Their 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 polls were wrong. You know why? Because they're not on the inside. They don't know what was really going on. It goes back to our, our theme today. Just because you think something, just because something looks a certain way on the outside, doesn't make it true, doesn't make it factual. And if you put certain efforts in, if you do a really good job right at the end, or if you slack back and don't do a good job, if you stick with your message or you become controversial, whatever it is, things that look like they're going in this very specific direction, all the factors are going one way, can come back at the last moment. You can lose something you thought you were going to win. You can blow apart your billion, billion dollar sneaker contract. You can blow up or improve SNL by going on and creating a different type of performance than they normally do. All of these things come back to the basic idea, again, we don't know from the outside what's going on. 
with all these situations, the winners and the losers. So what we can do, what we should do, is focus on ourselves, learn the lessons. When they make mistakes, we'll make sure we don't make those mistakes. But focus on us, focus on our process, focus on our system, focus on our pace, focus on our path to success, the way we've defined success. If you do that, if you don't worry about the haters, you don't worry about other people's successes, you don't worry about what other people are doing, don't worry if Twitter's going to be a part of it or not, don't worry about Elon, don't worry about crypto, don't worry about Kanye, don't worry about any of that stuff. Focus on you, focus on your process, focus on the two things you have control over, your attitude and your effort. Your attitude and your effort. Are you a hustler? Attitude and effort. Are you willing to come in early, stay late? Are you willing to work on the weekends? Are you willing to do what it takes to win? If so, you can be successful. Are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to put the effort in? Are you willing to sit and listen when you need to listen? Are you willing to speak when you need to speak? Are you willing to skip the party, skip the fun stuff, skip the controversy when required in order to put your business, your success, your goals, your focus ahead of that? If you're willing to do that, if you're willing to control the two things that you can control, your attitude and your effort, if you're willing to focus, if you're willing to stop comparing yourself to other people, stop trying to keep up with the Joneses, stop worrying about your neighbors, definitely stop trying to gauge what other people are doing on social media because social media is fake. Don't fall for the hype. Don't listen to what other people are trying to tell you when they tell you they're doing great. You don't know and it doesn't matter doesn't matter what's happening with them. It doesn't matter how much success they're having. It doesn't matter how much money they're generating. None of that is taking anything from you. None of that's going to keep you from your goal. The only thing keeping you from your goals are your attitude and your effort. Focus on the two things you have control over. Attitude and effort. Do not worry about anyone else because you only know a portion of what's happening in their process. And it's only the portion they typically want you to see or have accidentally let you see. Either way, Learn lessons when they fail. Don't worry about their success. Focus on yours. Take your time, work at your pace. Do what you want to do for all the right reasons. Thank you, guys. It's a long, rambling rant about a bunch of different stuff today, but I want to make sure that you guys had some insight here in the Starting One Hustle. So thanks for listening. Stream, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell a friend. You know, I appreciate you guys so much. Get your Starting One Hustle, Entrepreneur AF, Coffee and Donuts, Swag at the Swag Store. StartingMoneHustle.com. Follow Engage, social media, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, the Facebook fan page as well for sure. Don't miss an episode of the bonus series, the Balance Series bonus podcast. It's Smartest Person Room is this month. End of this month, the last Monday of this month, there'll be a new episode going up as well. All the info, all the past episodes, all the bonus episodes, all the swag is at SaturdayMorningHustle.com. See you next week. Saturday Morning Hustle. Saturday Morning Hustle. Saturday. Keep chasing your dreams